Hello and welcome back to The X-Curse. And today I am joined by James Transmissions from The Void, uh, a website that I think has been around pretty much as long as I have uh, doing stuff online. I think back in the day it was like me and you, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I think so, mate, yeah. So 2010 you started, I think, according yeah, to your, yeah. to your uh, website there. Yeah, maybe end of 2009, begin 2010. One of the classic things, we started as a blog spot or a blogger, I think it was called back in the day, uh, owned by Google. And then we thought after a couple of months, oh, this is good fun. Um, so we kind of evolved into um, a fully fledged website. Um, yeah, 12 years ago. And then said, uh, and as I said recently on the website, due to various technical uh, issues and the removal of Flash, which was what our website was based on, um flash was a huge one man losing flash yeah. like caused havoc for the internet yeah. like so many pages so many of those amazing animations that people did in flash as well yeah, i yeah. just thought oh man i know you can convert them but i used to i miss all of those old flash animation sites and stuff you know pre-youtube days of yeah course. yeah the pre-youtube days was also like a black sheep or something it was called all that sort of stuff um but yeah uh yeah a bit of a pain in the bum really and um and it, but they've been talking about it for years and it kind of on and on. I think it was probably, well, I, talk, I think they were talking about withdrawing Flash maybe four or five years ago. And then it kind yeah. of on and on. I just, I just ignored it. Nothing happened. It'll it never happen. Yeah, yeah. It'll never happen. Think about the millions of websites that will just basically disappear into the, into the internet ether. But Push came to stuff last year and said, you've got basically three months. So I salvaged all the text, all the pictures, all this maybe sort of, we did the, the one sole podcast that we did back in the day uh salvaged all that um and the, my original um, still is my plan what i'm going to do is is going to kind of going to make a sort of hard not hard softback book of all in kind of a, a old old kind of um fanzine style kind of booklet of all the reviews and articles and retrospectives and call that kind of transmissions act one and then I was kind of like, should I, should I was toying with the idea, should I just leave it there? And it'd be a nice part of a decade of my life. But, yep. you know, more I thought about it, I just couldn't let go. I just couldn't let go. So I've, Transmission has been reborn uh, with a new shiny website. Um, and I'm just in the process of tran uh, transferring over some of the old content, some of the, the better written content. Let's put it that way. So I think my writing style has come a long way in the last 10 years. Um, so, yeah, so moving all that stuff over, some of the really sort of really interesting articles, the really interesting retrospectives. But some of it I'm just going to quite happily let go and disappear into the ether and just have it as a good memory because some of it is said. And as I said, over the years, just as um, the way the sort of behind the scenes that they changed the template and the way they were kind of, you know, amending the kind of coding just led to some of the old, old articles just looking really kind of shabby. And I said the old platform wasn't fit for purpose. So it's kind of said, while initially I was annoyed that I was going to lose all that content, I think it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise and it's given us a chance to kind of really be relaunch with a shiny website and sort of modern functionality you know things like oh integrated forum and and sort of comment boxes <laughs> scaling for was... mobile holy yeah, shit yeah exactly <laughs> mate that is you joke mate but no i'm not I, old... I, I from experience i joke from experience yeah. and it was like kind of like you had to manually edit all that for mobile use like man can basically I be asked create to do a that? second website just yeah, for yeah. mobile it was an absolute but... pain in the ass for the one friend that might look it on the bus for two minutes on the way to work. Um, but yeah, mate. So, but all this stuff, yeah, really kind of blew my mind, really. It's like, this has probably been commonplace for probably best part of 10 years. But, but it's new to you. So, yes. You know. so it's exciting times, mate. Exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I was, I was going to start talking about 
video games and stuff but you brought up something that i really wanted to talk about um in your talking about making this this soft book um yeah because you make tapes uh at the moment and i love this idea so so tell people what you do because you're taking classic video game soundtracks a lot of the time yeah um, and you're transferring them to tape you're making the artwork you're you're making everything is it is yeah. it just for you can people buy the i'm guessing people don't can't really buy them or they can buy the templates maybe or you know wow interesting interesting i did it purely being a huge video game soundtrack yeah. fan yeah, yeah. um it's exploded over the last few years. Oh, yeah. Um, from vinyl, then to mini disc as well, I do, and tape. Something I just thought was just really nerdy and cool. I love it. Mate, um, so yeah, we'll check out some links later to the stuff. Mate, I do it personally for my own, my, my own, um, for the love love of the scene and the music and i do it for yeah. my own satisfaction but mate i get so many requests so many requests on instagram and facebook mate mate do you can you do this can you do that and i'm two things one is really time consuming oh i uh, can imagine uh, to design it and dub the tapes but also I, i'm a bit wary about the whole not that most people seem to give a toss the at all mate a, yeah copyright thing like i, I think they do once like, there's money but you know it'd be cool if you could uh you you could like publish the um the artwork you know the format and stuff so that people can make their own that might be cool. yeah yeah um funny enough you should say that that my it, i got the idea for i said i the whole explosion in video game vinyl is obviously a big thing in the last few years and that's yep. led to tape the thing that got me into it was funny enough my wife uh backed the kickstarter for um oh what's the spiritual follow-up to maniac mansion um I think it was called now, um, but they, they I didn't did know there was a spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion. Yeah, mate. Uh, oh, mate, it's going to annoy me. Uh, it will come to me it's in like a minute. Zach but... McCracken was the same, the same people, but oh, dude, I can't think it was called. But anyway, so oh. they did that, and um... was this modern? A, a modern yeah, spiritual successor? Yeah, yeah I had no ago. idea. Oh, mate, it's going to feel really bad, but uh, it will come to it will come to me in a minute. But anyway, part of the Kickstarter thing was like you got you know you got the music as a digital file, but you also got like the. Uh, the sort of j card uh sort of cassette inlay for nice. like a sort of mock soundtrack on tape and i was like that's pretty cool and the more i thought about it like yeah i wish they did more and then that just led to that me doing them um uh just doing all these tapes mate and it basically is if i like the soundtrack i do it like some of the you know costly things like do i'm looking at them now doom obviously it's an absolute classic uh just things like really obscure like you did, more you did quake as well didn't you quake recently. mate yeah quake, quake one of my doom, favorite yes. soundtracks of all time and mate, doom, doom doom and doom too fantastic soundtracks they are um quake is particularly awesome oh. but obviously that was mired in copyright like issues for years and years well and years. i mean and they... he couldn't even get that released on vinyl for years because that that vinyl release was the most obscure that was they 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 announced that i want to say they announced that like 2010 or something and it just it just never it just never happened no it finally came out like last year or something like yeah, that it did and it popped up on the website and and, and, and it's funny as well because it I, was I sold bought... out by the time i even knew it was on sale oh mate sad times because <laughs> i managed to get a copy and, and funny enough they had um there was supposed to be a booklet that was supposed to be in with the vinyl mm-hmm. um um and initially i thought uh the, but end up being getting pulled for copyright issue. Another wrangle between Id and Bastida, and yeah. oh, really quite messy. It's a shame. But funny enough, Trent Reznor put a comment on his website uh, or on social media saying, "Oh, we made this really cool booklet for it, and it's a real shame that it couldn't come out. Wouldn't it be a shame if it got leaked online and then we <laughs> a, li- a, li- a link to the yeah a link to the PDF? Um, so that's pretty cool. It's just like insights from." Um, 
you know, uh, Romero and all that lot and, you know, yeah. about the making of the game and, and the soundtrack. And, yeah, it's a shame that the – it's weird, like, was it? 96 Quake come out, something like that? It's like, what's 25 yeah, years later, man? Yeah, but – and even the idea of, like, trying to play the game, you have to inject music files into it for the original – it's, mate, it's a pain in the arse, isn't it? And well, it I've, is still got it. I've, I've still got Doom and – Doom 2 and Quake on Big Box if I really need to go back to the originals. What annoys me now, actually, is if you play Quake now uh, through Steam, it's like you've got to wait through like loads of Bethesda logos and you've got to connect to Bethesda online and it's like, I'm playing Quake. Like, just, yeah, yeah. just stop, Bethesda. Just stop. And and, and this is where this is where emulation comes into its own, isn't it? Because I play yeah. it, believe it or not, I play it on, on my Vita. Um, mm. I've got, I've got Dude, the Vita life. is like uh, you know people people nowadays love their switch and that's cool is a real cool device but man people don't realize how good uh the the playstation handhelds were for like emulation yeah, they, they were amazing uh, it kind of it was kind of the a blessing and a curse wasn't it because in the, the day it's kind of the piracy is what killed the psp but at the same time it's the reason why it still lives on it's the reason um, why if you want to buy a psp they're still really expensive on like yeah, certain yeah. ones i think it's the earlier model or, or no the later model because they had a better screen didn't they some of yeah. those really keep their price well it's like the vita mate is that you know it's the whole big thing with switch recently oh the new oled version it's like yeah. well the vita had that in 2012 come on <laughs> the, the, the old, i think the thing that was dead in the water with the vita was because it didn't have twin twin triggers mate if it had yeah. twin triggers and they went for that whole back touch back screen thing mm-hmm. it was just oh mate that was a bad move i think if they'd done the double double triggers like the switch i think it would have had uh, so much more um fruitful existence and it, i think it'd still be going now it's a beautiful machine with a beautiful screen still support yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah still a brilliant machine mine still works mate it's got no mm. problems as i said now this whole uh homebrew and emulation scene the up said i've got a whole like i've got like half-life and quake and nice. doom and uh you know all those sort of games um uh you can all those classic first person shooters from 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 back in the day yeah. that run beautifully on it um as i said it was a bit of a pain in the ass getting it running the whole music if you want the original experience with the music yeah. and everything like that is again you have to like still create files and inject wads and all this kind of stuff it's a bit of a pain in the ass but definitely worth the time if you're a fan of those games um but that said, Quake got reissued last year, didn't it? For like four quid or something. It did, um, yeah. And with uh, they done, I must admit, from my bitching of Bethesda and whatnot, uh, the the newest release, the the anniversary edition that they released, has got some really good single player levels that they've added. Uh, they're fantastic. So um, you know they're they're doing some good work, and uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of these companies now are kind of turning to the to the modding scene to to you know. If they find good modders, they're like, create levels for us. Or can we steal your levels and, you know, just put them in our in our old game, um, yeah, yeah. you know, as a re-release, which is great, man. They do the hard work, don't they? Do the legwork for them, you know what I mean? That's the scene. Some of the stuff that come, that seeing the scene or the community create is, is phenomenal, isn't it? Let's be fair. Um, yeah. And, and then, you know, you've got companies like Night Dive as well, doing God's work, you know, bringing us, you know, blood, fresh supply and... I think they did the Duke Nukem one as well, didn't they? Did they do Megaton Edition? I'm not sure. But, um, you know, you've got these these companies out there now that are more than willing to, to, to grab a retro game and say, hey, you know, id 
or or whoever you know 3d realms if you let us you know if you give us the license monolith we'll we'll go we'll go fix it for you and we can share the profit and then the fans get it because that's the great thing i, I i've a big i'm a big pc gamer a big gamer in general but big pc gamer back in the day um you know it's not a problem for for classic consoles and stuff you plug it in off you go as soon as you get yeah, to yeah. pc it's like well what spec was the pc and uh, i spent i've spent so many hours and hours over the years getting old pcs working on modern systems so for me if i can throw a couple of quid at, at gog or, or someone like that and just yeah, be like, yeah. make it work for me yeah. I'm, I'm happy you know yeah it's, it's nice to see that these games are still available for people you know and and there's a definite element of um you know, preservation there oh for there's sure that old, a, a, argument of like you know I'm pretty sure for all the, the people that shout about, oh, it's not piracy, it's preservation. I'm pretty sure they could use that as a smokescreen just to to cover their their own asses. Well, but there is, yeah. there is, but I, I totally, you know, I'm not saying everyone, but there is. Think about especially films. I, only funny, I was only talking with a friend last night about VHS. Yeah, I saw Doctor. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it from VHS yeah. to DVD. They reckon between five and six thousand films. Yeah, I, I imagine the quality of those movies isn't the best, but it's still a part of film history. And you know, and that the, the the companies aren't willing, prepared, or don't want to put the money into kind of you know, whether digitally storing them or transferring to Blu-ray, DVD. Yeah. But you said, from terms of just a legacy perspective, a computer games a classic one. Think of Main, right? I'm a huge, huge arcade fan, huge yeah. Main fan. Think about Main's got thousands of games in it as someone at some point that someone has uh, uh gone in and rom grabbed that that you know that from that arcade board and stuff without someone doing that 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 game would have been long gone you know what i mean think oh, about yeah. maybe some of the obscure arcade games that might only that yeah not the donkey kongs of the world they're made in their <laughs> millions you know but um you've I'm, built a main on... cab haven't you that's that's another have, thing yeah. you've done I've, yeah, got me uh, and uh, uh, digital pinball. Yeah, mate, awesome, awesome stuff. So, you know, that was I built. I was cleaning it the other day, and I noticed uh, uh, written on the back of the date it was made October 20, uh, 2012. So it's almost ten years old. Still going strong, mate. Still That's going good strong, to see. So. I remember. I remember seeing your project as you were making it. I was seeing the photos as you were posting them. Mate, I love it. I absolutely love it. And um, yeah, Mame's fantastic. Mame is, I suppose, is the leading light when it comes to kind of when people when you talk about emulation. Um, I think Mame's the big one. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many out there. The, the, and I just love how these kind of said, the, for example, my, I'm looking at it now, my Wii's still under my TV and that is hacked to death. And that's got like <laughs> every every Wii GameCube game of note on it, uh, a NES game, SNES game. And um, I didn't feel bad at all, mate. The amount of money I've spent on the dropped on Nintendo over the years, I do not feel bad at all about ripping yeah. some of the things. I mean, I, I've got the benefit of having never thrown anything out. So I've got, I've got most of pretty much everything I used to play, I've still got. But um, it, it's funny, though, because emulation comes into... Well, not necessarily emulation, but certainly ROMs come into it to, a, to an extent. I mean, I've got like hundreds of C64 games back there. But for listeners in America who mostly use disc for C64, over here, it was all tape. And yeah. I will not risk playing tapes anymore because they're old. They're like 30 years old tapes. I'm not going to risk breaking the tape. So I just get the uh, ROM. I've actually got a uh, a converter that converts an SD card uh, into tricking the C64 into thinking that it's a tape. So you basically plug it into the C64 as you would your tape deck and it's just a, a, a micro SD. It's great. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's like awesome. That. But it means your tapes don't get damaged. Nothing gets damaged. Yeah, you can just yeah, play true. away and, and not have to worry about it or, or stress that you're going to break the tape in uh, in your 30-year-old tape player, you know? 
And to be honest, those tape players were pretty crappy. I, I can remember I had my ad. Oh, it I was, still uh, works. The last time I tried yeah. it, it, it still works. But I don't want to risk it with anything too expensive, you know. I was a huge Spectrum fan, so it's like oh, you yeah. think you think you think, oh, mate, you think the fanboy wars of today of the Xbox versus PS5 is, mate, nothing compared to the oh. C64 Spectrum playground. I, I liked think. both. I, I owned a C64, but I loved both. Um, is it? Uh, oh, well, my favorite game on the Specy was. Uh, is it Trash Man? I think it was called Trash Man. When you're the Bin Man, it's, it's such a cool but, game. There's so many games that essentially a thousand games with the same premise um <laughs> it was just kind of whether it be you play a trash man or you play a goblin or father christmas or a character from eastenders you know what i mean there are some random games mate like or there was a i can remember the, this There's is amazing a game remember, of like super grand on the spectrum as you say you know like everything I, you can imagine because the thing is, people used to knock up in like two weeks in their bedroom. Yeah. Like even the classics, like Manic Minor, uh, Matt Smith made that in four weeks at yep. sixteen in his bedroom. Whereas I can remember having a game. I oh mate, um, I used to a huge, I used to buy all the magazines Zap and Crash. Remember all that? I, I own Zap. User. Yeah. Do you know that is one of my biggest regrets uh, in terms of video games, consoles? I've kept them all, maintained them all over the years. I never kept magazines, and that's my biggest regret to this day. Because I've looked them up, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get some some old Zap magazines. They're so expensive now. I mate, mean, I, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> um, I I'm a, I buy malt, I'm still a diehard magazine read, reader, mate, and, yeah. and I, I'm quite happy to read a book on a Kindle, quite happy to read a comic on my tablet. But the thing about the formatting of magazines that doesn't lend themselves to like digital read I for agree. me personally. It doesn't lend themselves, whether it be like double spread or pop out uh, columns or boxes. It just does. It just doesn't, doesn't flow on a digital format, I don't think. Mm. Um, but mate, I being being a dad now, and uh, um, and my son obviously space is limited. Same as you, I've still got all my consoles, mate. I'll never throw them out. No. They're just boxed up, just boxed up. So all that stuff, uh, all boxed, all my C sixty four, N sixty four stuff, snares, snares, all that's yeah. all boxed up. I've got that like, actually right next to me here. <laughs> I've got loads of consoles just off off camera here. Not that anyone can see my camera right now. Yeah, well, they're 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 in a shelf. They're not, you know. Or or the problem for me was I just finding the the adapters to plug them into modern TVs because, like magazines, Ah, the Matt Matt CRTs I've binned over the years. Now I'm thinking, oh man, why don't I keep that? So I've got I've got an old I've got an old CRT down here, and I've got one upstairs. um, But. Yeah, only cheap ones. If I could find a Trinitron for a reasonable price, I would jump on it, but yeah. I had two at one point. I had a 14-inch and like a 20-inch, and they're just gone in a bin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just think of that. I kept one. I kept the 14-inch Trinitron literally just to play light gun games. Uh, oh, yeah. That, well, that's what, it, you know, I mean, that's the the one thing that they haven't... Well, they've done some work now. Uh, I, I think there are some... some uh, systems that actually work to to do the the light gun thing i don't know how well they work though um but yeah light guns were always the one you know but not too bad they basically because i've got one for the for my main cabinet uh, yeah it, it's not too bad because point blank is my hands down my favorite arcade game of all time my favorite game of all time it's a shooter so i, went I, I love point blank mate amazing i've um, never known someone say it's their favorite though so that's great mate, it's great to hear someone say that it's phenomenal, it mate. Is. Uh, I, I wish they did a line of point blank mirror to want a Don and Dan t shirt, but <laughs> I'm sure I'd get a red bubble. I'm sure someone's done oh, it. Oh, right? someone's so, done it, yeah, yeah. But um, but ba- essentially it's 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 the kind of uh we uh we moat technology mm-hmm. in, in in a different housing, essentially. So it just tracks a so the only problem is it's when it works, it's brilliant. Yeah. But if if it goes out, it's a bit like VR. Once the tracking goes a bit out, you mate, just it's have like, it. yeah. Yeah, and, and it just pisses you off. So um 
but yeah it, when it works it's good um when it doesn't it's a bit annoying especially t- for aesthetic reasons i've got the sensor behind the the, the perspex of the cab as well just oh yeah so it kind of sure. looks a bit smarter uh but of course sometimes get that a bit of reflections as well yeah, stuff, yeah yeah um but yeah yeah mate uh Back to magazines. That's what we were talking about. Magazines. magazines. Sorry, mate. Sorry, no, no, um, that's all right. This is I... called the X curse. Everyone apologizes for going off topic. There is no topic. <laughs> it's just, it's just a chat, you know. Um, I, uh, I, I, for the last probably ten or twelve years, I've, I, I, I get a retro gamer every month, and I had hun- hundreds of issues, mate. That I just binned, and I know people go, "Mate, you could have got a couple of quid for them as like each or five quid." I'm like, you know, I. I've got so much stuff like that. I've got a thousand DVDs just piled yep. up in storage that is like, I ha- haven't watched for years. I probably never watched, but I can't bring myself to get rid of them. Is that that would that collection? I spent fifteen years building that collection up, and it probably cost me what ten grand minimum. And I just, but at the same time, it's like, should I just? If someone came up to me and said, "I'll give you fifteen hundred quid, two grand for that whole lot," I'd probably let them have it, but. The idea of selling them for like twenty p on Magpie I, or ten p, yeah, I've done bollocks there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather just give the whole lot. Ultimately, this is probably going to whole lot to a charity shop and just say, look, do what you want with them. If it mm. makes you a few quid, that's happy days. I'd if, rather if do that and give it to some yeah. sponging charity. They'll give uh, not charity, sorry, some sponging website. They'll probably give me fifty quid for the entire lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting the impression because we I, one of the first questions I was going to ask, and then we kind of went off, you know off on a tangent was where yeah. did you start with video games like what were your first consoles in, and and more first games i get the impression we're about the same age and we've probably had a very similar journey just yeah. you started probably with a spectrum whereas i started with the c64 yeah man so uh i funny enough um we were like on opposing us, sides of the playground yeah yeah <laughs> i uh, there was an awesome um there's some great um facebook uh, groups, you know, when it comes to the old video games and, and, and forums and stuff. And just before Christmas, someone put up, uh, so yeah, long story, I'm, I'll get to the point. <laughs> um, someone put up a picture of all the Domark old Spectrum games, Star Wars nice. games, so the, the old the vector, the, the ports of the, or the conversion of the old vector games, you know, the Star Wars and Empire and, and stuff. And it, and it came, the memory came rushing back to me. So, I reckon I started gaming about 86, 87. My brother's uh, a few years older than me. He had a Spectrum. And I remember vividly, I think about it's, it's Christmas 1987, I got given um, Star Wars, uh, the arcade game on Spectrum. Um, and you know what? The port is the port is still is it a very, port very of, good. A port the of the Spectrum. arcade game? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it works really well. I don't think okay. I've ever played that on the Spectrum. Mate, it's awesome. Check out some YouTube videos, mate. Or, or, I will. Or Dan, it's, it plays really, really well. Because I love uh, that old arcade game. That mate, arcade game's incredible. It's aged really, really well as well. Like, mm. I played it. I went to Time Vector Warp Arcade. graphics do not age. No, Vector they look graphics brilliant. graphics just and... always look great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Um, Oh, look at the Vectrex, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, well, that's, yeah, that's... I, I want one of those so much, but they go so, so expensive. <laughs> I've, quid with... I've looked, I've been very tempted, but I cannot justify that kind of money. And with and apparently the, the controllers are really temperamental as well. Mm-hmm. So unless you're really handy with electronics, which I just wouldn't I'm just I've always I've always been able to solder. But I'm just not very good at it. So, for example, if I had one wire to connect to a speaker, I'm, I'm competent enough to do that. But <laughs> yeah. if it's like intricate, like motherboard soldering, I think I just fry it immediately. Yeah. But um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Star Wars. So, 
87, 88 is probably the first vivid memory I had of, of, of getting a game for Christmas. I can remember as well, we, we, it was in, in my stocking and I, me and my brother put it in. It's before my parents got up and I just great memories of playing that game before, obviously, inevitably going downstairs to see if the big man had been with a present. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, mate, Spectrum for me. Um, and then that led to the Mega Drive and the rest oh, is history. Yeah. The rest is history. Yeah, mine was C64, then NES, then Mega Drive. Um, oh man so you really were the other uh, other team now i'm every team i've got i've got yeah. pretty much every every nintendo and well i've got every sega console that they released in the west because uh that's an easy one they stopped producing anymore um but you know in terms of nintendo i go up to the wii u i, I don't have a switch or anything yet but oh, mate. Um, in fact that's i don't have any modern uh modern console the only thing i've i've got a pc which is pretty much what yeah, yeah. these days but, and um, now that, but now yeah, the we big were. hitters are releasing all their games on the PC anyway, it doesn't really matter, does it? So, um, but yeah, we were so opposing yeah. forces back in the day from the sound of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, always, always wanted an, a Nintendo, but I could just, mm. there because in the day it was always felt like at the time, because uh, they had such a, a, a vice like grip on on on, oh, on yeah. the sea and the market. It always felt like Sega was always like the kind of poor man's Nintendo. Now, in hindsight, that was never the case. They just offered different experiences. But that's what yeah. something like I remember reading something like at one point they had like something like ninety seven percent of the market share or something Nintendo, and it was complete mm. monopoly. And they basically used to say things like department stores where they say, "Well, you can't have Super Mario three if you stock any." Oh yeah, any yeah, they did. Sega yeah, they content were ruthless. Or stuff like, Ruthless. mate sab- absolutely savage but i could never afford him like the fact that i can remember vividly remember doing like simultaneous like four paper rounds just to get the money together to get a mega drive i think it was a hundred i still got it in the box mm-hmm. as a hundred it was 129.99 and i think the snes was all like, was, was like at least 200 quid so it was yeah. like that it was like another almost like 70 80 percent markup on top of that so so it wasn't for years i, I didn't get my first uh, also, Game Boy. That's a, that's another thing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I did have a Game Boy, um, but I didn't. But so you could always get like kind of a loose versions of all those NES classics on the Game Boy. Um, but um, it wasn't till much later, till I was kind of six form going into uni, that I I picked up picked up an NES. Uh, well after the fact um for dirt cheap second hand but that was think... that was the time that i collected a lot of what i've got because that was that was the perfect time that was cheap before before yeah, yeah. you know in the in the, the later 2000s things got stupidly expensive now i could never own half of what i own now if i were to buy it today it would be insane you know um, well, but yeah you're right obscene. like sixth form kind of time those early 2000s so easy to get anything like that then Late yeah, 90s, yeah. Early 2000s, they were giving it away. Car boot sales, just like yeah. We feel that hear those funny stories, don't you? Like uh, people are like, oh, I bought like I remember going into Blockbuster or or um, Game or whatever, and I getting sealed copies of Earthbound for fifty <laughs> cents or a pound, and now they go for like five, six hundred quid a pop, and you're yep. like, if if not more, like. But like, that's when that's when you turn to emulators. That is, yeah, when you turn yeah. to emulators. Yeah. That's you know. It's more about the act of collecting rather than playing the game at that point, isn't yep. it? And um, like when was it last year that was it a, a boxed sealed copy of uh, Super Mario sixty four went for one point four million dollars? One of the most uh, common N sixty four games on the planet. There's, yeah. There must be more copies of that than almost any game. <laughs> like yeah, it, it's yeah. insane. The, the attachment rate for that game for that console like was probably about fifty percent. So pretty sure one in every two people that own N sixty four had Super Mario. Oh, Super I Mario think 64. probably probably more than that. Not everyone. I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Goldeneye Mario Kart Mario sixty four. Like I think anyone I knew that Ocarina owned an N sixty four and Ocarina actually. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy. 
but and then when you got and so you're right and someone's what yeah weirdly when that whole um uh nintendo playstation um um surfaced surfaced and and you know the prototype like one in two they reckon only one of two that ever existed sold for like 400 grand and i thought that's wild yeah. and apparently i've heard the, sto- I heard the stories that some got some apparently before it went got auctioned um someone offered him a, mi- a million dollars and he turned it down thinking he was going to get a lot more via the auction and it went up for like 400 grand and that is a legitimate piece of video game history you know one one in a lifetime chance to own a, a legitimate legendary prototype and it goes for 400 grand yet again it's sold as you said in its millions goes for and i'm highly suspicious again 30 40 year old games still shrink wrap i'm so suspicious mate i mean I like, it does happen you get new old stock you know sitting in warehouses warehouses and whatnot that's that's probably mm. your only hope but i mean the odds of that are getting slimmer and slimmer um hence why it's value i suppose but um well the thing is as well they're just going to put it in a case and it, it'll never see the light of day and never get played and never get used and, and i'm like, actually- you know, I collect games to play, and and it's fair. Yeah. You know, it's a fair thing yeah, yeah. if you collect to 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 look at your games and you collect them just to to, you know, if that brings you pleasure, more power to you. But for me, it's about playing games. I I like playing games. You know, exactly, mate. I, I exactly completely agree with you. And the whole collecting scene, irrespective of what it is, is is crazy, isn't it? At the moment, and I think um I think we'll just never because the I think we'll never experience ever uh, kind of a collector scene like it is now because ultimately people like you know what you know modern trends like funkos or figures whatever people buy three or four each of each one just so they can open one keep two <laughs> so that just means ultimately going forward that stuff's just going to be instantly devalued because it's not a case that you said the idea of getting I... an original mario box with shrink wrap is super rare because back in the day kids would open and you rip the boxes yeah. put the cartridges whereas nowadays it's like oh look at this well we there's thousands in existence because people bought them i i picked up just to sell on yeah i mean I, I and i won't spend the money for that kind of stuff i picked up the uh there was uh the mech warrior 2 battle pack that came out in the 90s it was one of the re-releases of mech warrior 2 and it came with like met neck and ghost bears legacy i think uh in a in a box i've got it back there that was sealed when it arrived and it cost me it was pretty cheap so it wasn't like i paid sealed prices or anything first yeah. thing i did as soon as it turned up was i opened it because i was like oh, I, yeah. want, I want to look at it I, I didn't buy it just to look at the box i want to get the manual out i want to have a play with it you know i want to you know no um, do not blame me i'd be exactly the same yeah some records are the same as well the amount of people that buy records and never even open them and like well each as you said if that's each your, to if their that's own your, for if, sure if that's your bag I but you and me are like, you and me are from a from a, a the same kind of category yeah. <laughs> so why why artists spend like weeks or months thinking of an amazing gatefold design for it never to be seen because yep. someone wants to steal it and put on their shelves madness mate but as you said that's each their own but yeah another story for another day i guess yeah absolutely so the new transmissions before we yep. get on to something else i want to talk to you about but the the, the new transmissions uh what are you going to be doing going going forward with the new uh, the new uh more of the same really i said i have been a bit uh funny enough it gave with as i said earlier on with with it being the old site being decommissioned it gave me a chance to really look through our old some of our old content and in those early years uh we we pumped out a lot of content you know um probably a couple you know art a couple articles each week you know whereas nowadays i, I think it's with with work and just 
yeah. general being an adult <laughs> and being a dad the, yeah. the, 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 unfortunately the the ability and the back then there was three or four of us working on it and you know the and we all had different interests um some was more kind of film focused some was more kind of xbox focused yak 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 um and you, can, you could it was simultaneously putting content and and initially when you launch a website it's like you know that in the back of your mind you, you do it for fun but it's a bit like forming a band in it and then something will happen you think actually perhaps like this could be something that i could yeah. could do on a more professional uh capacity and it and it led to kind of there was one point in about 2011 where we were getting offered you know nothing nothing major but little things like we got a few uh games to review from xbox ea would send us a few physical discs starting to get recognized as as kind of press at least if nothing yeah yeah exactly and and you know and it kind of hit a wall and then uh, we still carried on it's still, and long story short mate I'm, I'm i do it for the love of it i do it for my love of writing i do it for even yep. if even if one person even if just one person reads and says oh, i'd like to review mate i'd like to article uh then that's enough for me i know it sounds cheesy and, no and, no and, i'm and, i'm exactly uh, the same man we cliche we, you though. know with the podcast and stuff we're just yeah it's just really good yeah. fun and and it's, it's nice to just get interaction from people and know the thing is see you're you're the same as me you're from the same era as me right I, yeah. it amazes me. People, people are kind of embarrassed that they've got like low views on a video or low listens on a, on a podcast or something. I'm like, I'm from the age where none of this existed. So to me, like a hundred people watching or listening to a video, a, a video or a podcast for me is amazing. Like the fact that I can get like, you know, I don't know, like 12,000 people watching a video. It's like, that's mind-blowing right that's mind-blowing because that would never happen when we were kids like growing up you just you just showed it to your mates it would have seen like like the you know if i made a film back in you know back in the 90s six people would have seen it because i would have showed it to my friends and that would be it now even if 10 people watch it that's more than would have done when i was growing up so it's still you know it's great i completely agree with you mate and you know you 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 mentioned it there, you know, things like a net when you made that, it's like the idea that app, the fact that you can <laughs> the fact that you can actually make the technology that's available to people nowadays, yeah. you can make it on your phone if you we need to. We didn't even know what we were doing when we made that movie they, either. We were just like, I mean? we want to make a movie. We're gonna make a movie. Okay. And you can upload it online to Vimeo, whatever, YouTube, yeah. and within and someone on the side of the planet could watch it immediately, mate. That yeah, as you said, great. that that blows my mind. And 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 you raised a good point there and made me think about transmissions. When we um being a huge video game fan and uh, as we discussed and being really into magazines as a kid i always wanted to write for a magazine because i thought that was my dream job you know oh, yeah. like kind of, i get to play games and stuff and, and you I get always... to write yeah yeah exactly and and when we discovered sort of you know you oh my god you can actually put your content online quite easily you don't have to because yeah, the idea of running oh, a website your, which... hosting your own content yeah. which is like such a foreign uh foreign concept to people nowadays but you used to actually have to buy web you know you actually had to get servers in-house if you wanted to do videos on your website this madness isn't it yeah. I mean, kind of, <laughs> like no and, people and, wouldn't even dream of that but you know exactly and and and, and it's kind of the idea of well, we could write something and we could put it out there and if mm. only if one person reads it and says oh, i really like your review and or really like your opinion on this or even if just even if they don't just say i think you're completely wrong that's equally as good it just gets it that gets that totally. interaction and and um so yeah, so uh, so yeah, so going forward, I, I, I I'm gonna I want to get back more into uh, reviewing stuff and yeah, and with February's been uh, an awesome month for new games coming out. So I'm, I, I'm my goal is to um, sort of play and digest Elden Ring as quickly as possible and um, and get my thoughts out there. Oh, so Chris, unfortunately, 
Chris, Sorry, will be, I was going to say Chris will be jealous from the icons. He's uh, he's currently building his PC, and I think like the primary reason he's building it is for Elden Ring. He's like he's like slowly, bit by bit, as he can afford it, he's putting it together for Elden Ring. Oh, so uh, I man, I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, so that will be you know um, as I said, it's one of those things. You know, all the big websites, the IGNs, the Eurogames, they will be rushing to get their review first. I'm worried about that, mate. It's like when, when my, when even if, 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 even if it takes me to June well, to get it up, the problem uh, is, be there. yeah, and that's the problem when they've got this quota and they, they're they're you know they're sponsored quite often by the companies making these games as well. There's always going to be some bias there, and there's also always going to be that pressure to review a game quickly and with a game like Elden Ring an open world game an RPG you could sink like 150 hours into a game before you complete it um and and I think there's always that risk with these companies that that they're not playing the game properly they play like you know five hours and they're like that'll do write a review and and it's it's not as well informed as someone like you who's going to spend the time to actually play the game properly um you know through to the end and and really dissect it you know yeah it's worth waiting for those those reviews and it's mad to think that that is an open secret. You know, they're open admit. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. They're like, they're, we, you know, we we, we all play the first fifty percent. And and to be fair though, unless it's and I'm not I'm not necessarily justifying that approach, but unless it's a narrative driven game, how many games you play? Well, you know, by the tenth hour, you know, I'm really loving this. I love you oh, get sure. understanding understanding the mechanics, the art design. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you probably could get a fair you, indication you of that. You could get away with it sometimes, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. True, there are true, some. Yeah. I mean, I was playing, uh, I said on the icons a couple of months back now, I was playing um, Pathfinder Kingmaker, right. which a game came out real cheap. I think it was free on Epic over Christmas, which is why I picked it up and started playing it. Uh, and I was loving it. It was really good fun. Uh, but then about eight hours in, it becomes a completely different game. And unless you'd played that far, you'd never know. I mean, it's awesome. But it, it changes the game dramatically within by like hour seven to ten. It's like oh my god, it's completely you know, um, you'd never get that experience. I'd love the idea they put that in just to to trick some reviewers out. <laughs> oh, maybe they did. No, it, it's it's a it's an interesting game. You, you're kind of like a standard Pathfinder RPG style thing. You know, you you've got your party and you've got to take out. Uh, You've got the stolen lands i think they call it and it's like a, a ter- area of territory that's never been claimed by anyone and the local uh rulers are like if you can take back the land from from this bandit king then you can rule the land right and you kind of assume that's what i've got to do we've got to take him out and then the end of the game is that i become ruler of the land but then i realized i i said to uh to my fiance i was like i think i've nearly finished this game now I, I'm, I'm about to take out this this bandit king the stag lord i think they call him i'm pretty done with this now and then I took him out, and it was like, "Oh no! Now you have to rule the land." Like, oh, <laughs> well, we had to actually have to do that. I thought the game was going to end when I beat him, but no, it's like, okay, I, I had to continue questing, but also now rule this, uh, this, this kingdom. Um, so yeah, it's quite pretty fun. Um, that's, that's quite cool, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, games that you're most excited for this year? I guess Elden Ring is is that top of your list, or? Uh... Yeah, mate, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, in terms of the AAA big hitters, Elden Ring, uh, and it's got to be God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I still that's a haven't franchise. played the, the last one, but it looks mate, fantastic. It's phenomenal, mate. Uh, it, it, it's a really, a bit like, um, in, the way, in the way that the Doom 2016 reboot um, was, I would say, as reboots go, about as perfect as you're going to get, something that yep. takes the essence of the original but basically puts it in 
uh, a modern modern day framework that modern day players can accept. Um, yeah. I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, just the feel of it, you know, it's almost like how you imagine playing Doom back in the day, like how you as a child in your, in you, your brain. Out, yeah. In your brain, yeah. Um, they did kind of uh, rip off Brutal Doom, which is a mod, but that's that's kind of by the by. In, in terms of a release, though, it is perfect, and I, yeah. I must admit, I actually think I prefer uh, Doom Eternal now. <sighs> I never thought they would beat that first Doom, but my God, I love Doom Eternal. It is so hard, but I, I was so literally much about fun. To say it's, it's brick hard, <laughs> isn't it? It's I think really I'm not... hard, but you know, uh, again, you're an arcade gamer. Like I, I come from that time. I'm like, I will happily play a game this way too hard. Yeah, just keep getting um, better at it. Once you figure out the the gun combinations of that game and and what takes down what enemy and what you need to use, it's constantly switching weapons in in Doom Eternal. It's a very different experience, but it's great fun. But no, they did a great hit, job. You've hit the nail on the head there. It has definitely almost like a puzzle game element to it. Yeah, as you said, which you don't like expect kind of... going into no, a no, Doom game, and... but click wheels and click wheel shotgun, yeah. click wheel plasma rifle, click wheel blah 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 blah. Um. Yes, it was very, very good. I loved Eternal. I loved the grappling hook. I loved that kind yeah, of the, that's the, cool. the element that introduced. But I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love the platforming very much. It's a I lot of platforming. Plat- I will give it you. It just that. felt out of place. It felt like something. I understand why you'd want to put it in to mix up the gameplay and and the variety. But it just, it, it did for me. It didn't work. The amount of times we just kind of missing the grappling points or missing yep. the boost points, and it just felt like, you know, for a game that is so frenetic and so fast-paced and so brutal um <laughs> it just felt like come on man i just want to start even i just want to start keep shooting the stuff but i love the tunnel i um i, I prefer the, the different i think for me the reason i, I love the the reboot more because it had that there's a freshness to oh, it that's so kind of fresh. I, I, it, it, the, the, i think eternal was obviously never and a, a sequel's never going to be able to recapture that no uh but it's annoying. The thing annoys me is I'm one thing the my um, the missing link in my uh, in my um, gaming hardware is a gaming PC. I've I've never been I've never been up the space or the money to have a proper gaming. Yeah, rig. I mean I don't really have a gaming PC. The the thing the only reason I've got away with it is because I I built this PC for video editing, for film editing and stuff. So the spec is kind of high enough that I can get away with it. Like I've got the graphics card, I've got the processor, I've got the RAM. So, you know, as a result, I can get away with it. It's not really a quote unquote gaming PC, but it does the job. Although these days it's, it's starting to struggle. Um, you know, that's the, I suppose that that, that's That's the the nature of things. Yeah. 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 My, uh, what was it what's the rtx3 not whatever the yeah. high end was like 1500 quid or whatever they are. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely wild um and i do love that old debate of like oh uh oh you know that the sort of pc master race thing it's like um oh my pc is better than your ps5 well it should be for five times the price if it wasn't yeah. me I'd, I'd ask some serious questions <laughs> yeah um, i mean they're all pcs anyway now the, the, yeah, the, the debate's kind exactly. of over <laughs> they're all pcs yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing that people always forget is that yeah the, P- the ps5 specs will be lower than a pc like a console specs are generally going to be lower than than a pc's you know than a top pc spec anyway but a you'll pay more and b what they don't tend to think about is the fact that the console is uh, the pc is is playing your games and it's also doing loads and loads of other tasks in the background is running uh, the the operating system is running everything else uh, a console is literally designed to only put all of its power into playing those games yeah, right yeah. so you get a lot more for lower spec because it's focused yeah. it's focused on one thing exactly optimized to do what that i said yes. that one task you're absolutely right um 
So yes, yeah, Doom Eternal, I loved. Uh, the reason I mentioned that was because um, the whole Bethesda, my, Microsoft buying Bethesda, I, That's I, crazy. I, I haven't got a Series X. So oh, if they bought out Doom 3, that would be the reason, because I don't have a gaming PC, would be the reason to, to, to jump I, on board the Series X. I still don't, I, I still think it's worth too much to Microsoft to not release it for the playstation same with same with skyrim same with starfield and fallout i i do think they'll just delay it it'll come out a year later or something but i i still think they'll release it i'll be very surprised if they decide to not like they've bought activision now they own call of duty are they really gonna just say like oh hey we'll just forego all of the all of the ps uh the playstation sales just to stick it to sony is like really i you completely know. agree with me it, it, and, and you know part of you thinks like it's a big flex in the fact that yeah, you've got all these studios and and it's gonna but they've all these companies have always said that they don't make the money on hardware you know no. i mean they, they really don't it's the sales isn't it so the idea of like all right we'll have call of duty we'll have diablo we'll have you know um the new id game we'll have doom yeah. and i said elder scrolls and people would probably like me would probably buy an xbox series x but re- as you said is, is that really where they what they're going to make the big bucks yeah i don't think so it's the the mid like especially like look, look at something like fortnite fortnite's a classic example right in 2018 it set the record for the most money ever grossed by a game with them on your 2.9 billion dollars and that game is free yeah you know yeah I mean? exactly yeah. you can bet for nothing it's all skins and cosmetic items so the money is it is really in the software, but it depends, at the end of the day, if you can spend seventy billion on on uh, on an acquisition, I don't really. I, 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 it'd be interesting to see where the stance is. You know, with obviously now with um, Sony buying Bungie and they've openly come out and said we have no in, intention whatsoever of making this. Well, that's what they say now, exclusive. Yeah. Whether that's kind of them hoping to kind of put that, that out branch. there and hoping yeah to microsoft <laughs> to say look look what we're doing do you want to put your 70 billion dollar investment and have it on our on yeah. our platform as well be interesting to see but i completely agree with me from a selfish perspective for a person that just owns a ps5 i obviously want those machines in my console but as i said from a business decision i think they'd be mad to, yeah, to not have like a call of duty and mm. doom and elder scrolls and that on the on the ps5 but we'll have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see yeah absolutely well before you go We've got yes. a little bit of time. Um, I, I, I need to, I need to talk to you about because of of all the people I think I know in in life, you, you are the <laughs> biggest Star Wars fan. I think yeah. you are like the biggest Star Wars fan, and I love it because I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan these days. Uh, love the love the the original trilogy. Wasn't a big fan of the the prequels hated the sequels and i've not really bothered since but you know i love seeing how excited you get and and i keep seeing your posts on like book of boba fett and i'm like oh this is so cool man it's so cool seeing like uh people enthusiastic about something you know um yeah true even if it's something you don't like it's like you know i i I love that and and i i just uh yeah i just wanted to talk to you like sell me on on you know on the Mandalorian and, and Book of Boba Fett because I don't even have a Disney Plus subscription, but I do. I do wow. have a free one. It, I can have a free one. Uh, my phone contract will give me a free one for a few months, so I, I'm, I'm tempted. But Mate. you know, I gather the last couple of episodes have been pretty uh, exciting. So, where do I start? Where do I start? <laughs> um, now, again, as we've none yet really. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars, huge, huge Star Wars fan, yeah. like many. 
at the same time, I'm not a total mark either. I, you know, I won't just gobble no, up. No, no, you I, you said similar things about Rise of Skywalker that I I did. So you know, I, I'm not mate. I'm not going to bore you with my thoughts on the sequel trilogy. For the whole, I thought they were dreadful. Yep. I thought, oh, actually, I will. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's I stopped. I I stopped. I I did Last Jedi. I thought was awful. Rise of Skywalker, I thought, was even worse to the point that I've not watched anything Star Wars since. I'm just done. I'm like, I'm just done now. I can't, I can't, there's part of me that won't disagree with you. Force Awakens, (laughs) Force Awakens did what it had to do, didn't it? It it got, it got old fans interested again. It got new fans up to date. Um, Last Jedi, wow. Um, I'll start by saying I didn't hate it. Mm. Um, There's bits I didn't like about it. It's a beautiful looking film. Oh, it's gorgeous looking. Absolutely. there's some horrible bits in it. The treatment of Luke. Uh, it's, it, I, I, the, but I didn't hate it. I didn't mm. hate it. Um, but what I did hate is the fact is, The Last Jedi tried to do something that, you know, that stars have been reluctant to do for many, many years. And that is sever, uh, sever um, the idea that Star Wars has to be intrinsically linked to Luke Skywalker and the Skywalker lineage. Now, there's uh, the, the thing they did in Last Jedi with that kind of idea that, you know, the little boy with the broom at the end. It was yeah. kind of the idea that anyone could, a bit cheesy it may seem, but anyone could be a hero, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that a force, and it don't have to be Luke. Luke had died, so I finally thought, okay, well, I didn't necessarily like the direction it's taking. At least they're trying something a bit different that could now be a launch pad for the future of the Star Wars franchise, certainly in the cinema anyway. Yeah. So they had that, and then you get to Rise of Skywalker, and it was like, puff. actually, a few people didn't like that, so we're just going to bring back Palpatine and Luke. <laughs> oh, mate, it was... It, it, it was like so not only so you basically threw Rian Johnson under the bus essentially it's like if I was them I would have doubled down on those themes and those ideas in The Last Jedi and that script that came out that the Colin I can't pronounce his surname Trevelo you know the guy yeah. was supposed to lined up to direct it and then they bin them off for Abrams the idea that it was it was Ray was gonna sort of gather together all these kind of force sensitive children and and um it sounds like Finn, a way more interesting story mate, than Rise of Skywalker, and Finn, doesn't it? And Finn, Finn was going to basically... That, remember that idea when Force Awakens? Finn was like a defecting stormtrooper. What a cool idea I that was. I loved that idea. And they went nowhere with it. Exactly. Phasma again. What a joke. What happened? To, what was yeah, she was amazing. Her? And we spent that whole first movie. We were like, oh my God. That That's the problem, is that the, the sequels uh, to The Force Awakens have uh, subsequently ruined The Force Awakens because a yep. lot of what made The Force Awakens potentially great was what it was setting up. But now that we've it's seen what it sets up, it's just awful. <laughs> it's like and- the, the promise of that first film was actually, I thought, pretty good. I mean, it, it was a rehash. It had some really dumb moments, but it was setting things up. And I think Last Jedi suffers even more from that. Oh, I think God. it was yeah. the idea. It took, it took, you know, it divided the fan base. Some people hated it. Some people loved it um, for whatever reason. And it was like, okay. And then you could have an exciting third film that really did lay the groundwork for where Star Wars, Star Wars was to go. Now we got some horrible bin fire that was just a mishmash of donkeys in space and Palpatine. That, <laughs> that, how lazy can you get where it's like, because I can remember, I'm, I'm not going to lie, when when Ian McDermott came out at Celebration and he was like, oh, and he was on the, on the tra- mate, I was like, this is amazing. But I really hope they explain how they bring Palpatine back. And who would have thought it could, couldn't have been any lazier than the crawl at the beginning, Palpatine's back. He's like, back, is here it? he is. is literally that it? And you're like, mate, it was, it was, it was mm. lame. And the idea of creating, what, hundreds of Star Destroyers that are manned by millions of troops that somehow have a defect in them that... They can't use their weapons or or fly up their system or fly up 
unless they're like that's like designing a warship that can't use. And why were they all under the ice? And... They were they were oh, like yeah. under the ice, and and then you've got that 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 like <laughs> nebula that they're they can't get through. But then they do wide shots, and you can see you could just go around it. Like <laughs> it's just like right. what are you doing? This is like more thick, directorial, more you know, directing one hundred and one. And the more I think about it, the more angry I get. And I stopped. And I quit halfway through, and I posted on Facebook that I was like, "I've got halfway through. I'm done." And it was people on bloody social media that were like, "No, it gets better in the second half." I'm like, oh, okay, it did not Mate, get better just, in the second half. That was a lie. I, I was listening to a podcast where one of the members on there was stating that uh, not only is it their favorite Star Wars film, but it was their favorite film of all time. I was wow. like, "Wow." I mean, I, I each like, to their own, but wow. What but, films have you watched? I have to question at that point. Well, this is it, isn't it? It's like the people that say the Titanic's the worst movie ever made. It's like, come on. It's really the production bad. the pr- production value alone puts it, you know, it's way the worst. Beyond. It's probably uh, I yeah, I mean even raise the Titanic. It's probably one of the worst Titanic movies ever made. <laughs> but it <laughs> is but it is one of the it is an amazing film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, it's 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 amazing. I think it, it's just an insult to people who actually had families on the Titanic. That's the biggest. Yeah, problem, yeah, true, true. Um, but anyway, so yeah, back to Star Wars. So yeah, that's the sequels. I said we could spend another two hours talking about that, but we oh, won't. Yeah. But... Well, maybe we will one day. <laughs> so that's all. Yeah, mate. We can I'm always do this again. Happy, mate, happy to come back. But so so that that same as you, mate. I was like, uh, I was like, this. I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. So, 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 seen it at cinema, and that says a lot. And. Mm. Um, even the prequels, mate, I've seen dozens and dozens of times. Uh, yeah, I've lot... seen. I, I mean, I don't even like the prequels. I've definitely seen them at least twice. There's so, a lot. You know. There's a lot. To be honest, I think there's a lot of revisionism that's gone on with people's approach to the prequels. I, I was like a lot many when, like a lot of people when they came out, I was like, oh, this is rubbish. I don't like this. Dinner. But as it's gone on, I was like, at least there's characters I like. At least there's sequences I like. At least they were uh, fun. And yeah, at least that's one thing yeah, you can say about them. Like the yeah. those those sequels were just dour <laughs> you know, yeah it's like no almost zero redeeming features even something like the lightsaber battle in last jedi there's bits in that where the cork there's bits where clearly they're, they're aiming and then they realize they're going to hit the stunt double and they're moving their blades so it's just come and on, they all wait around as well and they, yeah, they, you see some shots where they're just stood in the background doing nothing and it's like and you're like <sighs> come on man uh but yeah but so that's the bad. But and the and good, then they mate, do these TV shows, right? Phenomenal, mate. I, I just think for everything that's wrong with the sequel trilogy made by committee by people that are clearly just getting a paycheck, The Mandalorian feels like it's made by people that genuinely get what what made people fall in love with it in the first place. That's awesome. The, Man, the Mandalorian for me, cool character. One thing was about Star Wars, it was always, to me, it was always, cool oh Star yeah was, i love i don't i love star trek um but the movies you you never would, you would never accuse of being cool necessarily would you you know what i mean um so star wars is always cool mandalorian he's that gunslinger it's just kind of it just it drills into everything the law the mandalorian lore and mm. oh mate and it's and fabro and baloney are a dream pairing for me you've got someone like baloney who gets it you know gets the yep. lore gets gets you know he's the protege to lucas gets it and then got someone like Favreau who's just a really really good uh filmmaker or in this case mm. a tv show he knows what people want and yep. they literally seem to do it with with and also but the nods unlike say something like you know 
uh some of the dc films where the sort of nods and things like that are a bit ham-fisted it's like <laughs> everything it feels so feels so organic and just everything it just for me i just think it's it's wonderful like so nerdy as well some of the some of the nods they got are so deep um you know, like in the first season of mandalorian the, the when he comes in and to get his uh payment um in beskar uh he's in this container which is, in real life is an ice cream container apparently right but that was seen on in empire strike back on cloud city by like some obscure <laughs> character like uh, Widrow hood is it running around but that shows kids, i like, mean that shows they've really the watched these shows or at least they've consulted yeah. with people who have really watched these films and you know that's cool and they, they know for well but they know for well people will, will instantly go oh, that's from empire strikes back or yeah. that's from the holiday special and like the things like that his gun is like a complete replica of boba fett's rifle from the holiday special and all this sort of stuff and it's just it's just wonderful and and the end of for people who haven't seen it i'm pretty sure you know the events of the end of season two of mandalorian i won't go into too much oh well, even i've way. seen even i've seen that clip and i've, I've you know so the show it, at all. we're spoilers you know we're one word at spoilers then so obviously luke turns up at yeah. the end of that and mate I, it made me feel like a, a, a child again. I was just like, the way they shot it. The, it looked uh, great. I mean, mate. you know, it's difficult. I, I've just got this brain that just won't let things go, you know? So, like, yeah. I, I saw that clip on YouTube and I was like, oh my God, that's really awesome. And and then immediately my brain's like, but in a couple of years, he's going to be drinking green tip milk from a fucking alien on some shit planet looking like a homeless guy. And I, I can't help it. And then I'm like, oh, I want to, like, it's like, I want to, but at the same time, I'm like, I know how this ends. It's like you've given me the end of the story, and the end's awful. And now I've got like now you're making cool things in the middle. And like, uh. and inherently, that's the problem is that they've backed themselves into a corner. Now I said on Facebook, I think they're going to stay here forever. That's my theory is that they're going to stay in this period of time forever and just never go that far, so they can just stay here. And hope you forget about the sequel trilogy. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Like this is I said a rant on Facebook the other day. I was thinking, just imagine that at this point in time, we didn't have the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And all, the only content we had was I we haven't mentioned them yet, but I love Rogue One, I love Solo. I really enjoyed those spin-off movies. And I enjoyed Magic, Rogue so that, One for the most part. Um Solo was yeah, Solo was like harmless, I thought. Harmless yeah, it's fun. fun yeah, yeah, you know, for for something that you know they they took a gamble with that at the end sure. of the day like solo is one of the most beloved characters of all time and then to announce it without harrison oh no, realistically harrison Ford was going to yeah. be it but with him not being in i thought he did a pretty good job and mm-hmm. it was a tick box exercise of, it, it was ding, a bit. how i get the falcon ding how i met lando ding castle run ding all this yeah. sort of stuff but um so it was literally a tick box but it was exercise, fun but it fun it worked um i thought the casting was great um but you're absolutely right mate and i completely agree for how much i get excited about the stuff they've introduced in this season mm. of boba fett you know where it ends luke crying himself to death on a rock um <laughs> which which is just lame but um but i'm hope but I, I i digress slightly but you know i just think the idea of imagine we didn't have those movies and they were setting up the idea now like now something went bam post yep. boba fett or mandalorian it's like we're gonna have episode episode seven and it's gonna be what everyone thought it was going to be seeing luke at the peak of his powers uh, that's the thing in, now because they got the deep fake the thing hot... working they could totally do it now as well mate and and the like going into spoilers but uh, even the progress they've made from season one the man lauren with that terms that technology is like night and day so yeah yeah well that I stuff's t- getting better every every day is that, that, that i could totally totally get on board with a show about luke teaching grogu mm-hmm. and ben even ben solo so the idea of seeing you know these events that we never got to see in the movies um in the tv format mate would would blow my mind i, I would absolutely yeah. love it but as you know full well they, they 
unavoidable that the fact that they know they've backed themselves into a corner and ultimately it's going to result in Luke um, living in a shed with some <laughs> yeah with some penguins penguin, and yeah. yeah drinking he said drinking which is blue, a shame milk. but it, it sounds like these these shows are kind of hitting the nail on the head for the most part though I mean, I, I, i'm I, hearing really good things so it's yeah. kind of tempting it gets tempting you know i guess definitely mandalorian tempting. mate boba, boba fett is a, has been a bit more controversial i i, I personally love it mm-hmm. um but i can i can understand the criticisms Kristen's towards the pacing Kristen's towards the fact the last two episodes Boba Fett hasn't been in it, so it's kind of like they kind of like you call the show Boba Fett, yet you don't put the main character in. Is problematic. Yeah. Is problematic. You know what I mean, and I get the impression so, they wanted to just do another season of Mandalorian, but Pedro Pascal was probably busy, so they were like, "Oh fuck it, we'll just call it Boba Fett." Uh, but, yeah, yeah. You know, and then Pedro could be in the episodes he can be in, and then we can continue on from there or something. But true, it, I, I, I have faith in Favreau and Filoni, so I ultimately think yeah. that it's going to they're going to come good, and I think the last episode hopefully will title together. But some of the yeah pacing issues and the way they've kind of they've, there's multiple timelines going on, and the way mm. they've kind of integrated those fractured timelines, I can see that some of the criticisms. But mate, I, I, I'm I as the rant I've had at a lot of friends at the end of the day. You've seen Rise of Skywalker, right? Oh yeah. If that, it if can't get worse. <laughs> if that's the alternative, I will take like, pacing issues in a yeah. TV show any day over the bin fire that is Rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, so mate, uh, so we got that, and we got Kenobi to look forward to, mate. And I can't. Uh, yeah, Kenobi I, might I win me over because I, I, I think you and McGregor, as much as I. I'm not a fan of the prequels. I do think you and McGregor was fantastic as Obi Wan. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm down with that. Yeah, and before we go, I think with I think I think Kenobi is Kenobi is the big one. I think yeah. Kenobi is the one where they can really do more damage than good. Mandalorian ultimately had nothing to lose. It was a it was for most part uh, a new character yeah. that had you know from a race of people that for most viewers wouldn't know what what Mandalore is or what um, I only know from know, like the Clone Wars TV show and. Some rebels, of, uh, rebels, yeah, and, yeah that's yeah. about it. that's about all I know. So. so they had kind of not not too much to lose, but, but Kenobi, everyone knows who that is. Yeah, you know what I mean. The idea of the fact they're bringing Hayden back as Vader, mate, I I am so pumped. Um, so, but it's got to be right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and but then again, Ewan McGregor was. It's quite funny how he's changed his tune when when the big bucks come. They all uh, do. Harrison Ford uh, was like, "Fuck Star Wars! I'm not interested in Star Wars." Mate, and then like, it's like, "Yeah, have this big wad of cash." Like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I love Star Wars. It's great." Ewan okay. McGregor is just as bad. Like, I remember saying, "Oh, being a being a being a classical actor or whatever is like training in front of a a, a a green tennis ball CGI is pathetic." Blah blah blah. What was that? You want to pay me X million <laughs> yeah. pounds to oh, reprise my my most famous role? Okay, here we go. And let's have it. And he's he's n- nothing. He's done nothing but talk it up on social media. So, but then again, it makes me wonder. It's like you know, he didn't have to do it, and especially no. with Hayden as well, mate. Hey, the fact that Hayden's coming back, mate. It's like he was like, I feel like along with Ahmed Best, he played Jar Jar. Man, I felt sorry for those guys. They only did what they only they did the best what they were given, and they got burnt alive. A lot didn't of they? the problems with that with those prequels, especially when you watch so the scenes. Intended. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the problem with those those prequels a lot of the time was the script and and the dialogue they were saying. It's like no actor is going to pull off some of that dialogue. The dialogue no, was um, terrible. So I don't I think, think it's think... necessarily all Hayden's fault because I've seen him. I saw him in a few other things. I thought he was fine. Yeah, but I think he felt so burnt by that experience that he kind of backed away from acting. Yeah, because he did. He was in that. that um, even when we played a journalist, something glass, wasn't it? He's was supposed to be very good in that. And 
what was the what was the sci-fi the one film? When he... is it Looper? Is it Looper? No, not in? Looper. He's Looper. in the uh, he's in the movie when they can teleport around the planet. Yeah, what was that called? Oh. Push or oh, I can't remember what it was called. I can't remember what it was but, called, but yeah. yeah. And but then he obviously just lost his love for it after basically just being vilified by everyone for oh I don't like sand and blah blah blah. And it's like, <laughs> Which he didn't so, write. Yeah, and it's a shame. Um uh, but yeah, but um, I hope this gives him a chance to really kind of get his mojo yeah. back and give him redemption um, as an actor and as the character. Because I thought, I, you know, as you said, Vader is, let's be fair, like one of the greatest villains ever, you know, um, oh, God, if not yes. the greatest cinematic villain ever. So I want to see more of that. Um, so fingers crossed we, we it comes out soon and we can uh, we can um, enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it, mate. Yeah, so. Oh, well, no, it's really nice. It's, it's nice to see someone passionate about, you know, Star Wars and things. I remember being passionate about Star Wars. Maybe I will be again with uh, a yeah, Disney mate, get Plus. Involved, mate. Well, I've mate, got get a free. Involved. I've got a free Disney yeah. Plus subscription, so uh, I yeah. might I might give it a go sometime soon. It's kind of uh, I got it with the uh, my phone contract when that got renewed, so yeah, I just haven't activated it. But maybe I will. You have no no excuse then mate get not involved. really no there's no excuse other than no. time which is uh, yeah true true mate but... but the beauty of these shows are only like 20 30 35 minutes a pop oh so... really oh, okay well that's yeah the yeah and i think there's like what six, six i don't know maybe six eight episodes each season so there really aren't that much of a commitment mm. uh, it's not like trying to rewatch x files again <laughs> um i did that. that i did that during the pandemic i rewatched yeah me X-Files. too mate uh it's amazing but you forget it's like 225 oh, it's a episodes lot of episodes yeah yeah yeah, yeah um yeah long gone the days of 24 episodes per season and uh, 45 minutes ago that man that was uh, that was uh, that truly was an investment wasn't it it in, really in, was your time. yeah it but, really um, was yeah cool man well we will put links to uh to you know obviously transmissions and whatnot yeah in, yeah. Uh, in, cool, in the description but uh is there anything you want to plug obviously the website but, uh... um not so much mate but yeah transmissions yeah check it out as i said it's kind of uh said tra- transmission 2.0 transmissions are from the void.com um check it out we're on all the social media and youtube and said regards to the records um there's a there's a page dedicated to that on transmissions but mainly instagram so if that that floats your boat go and check them out uh any feedback's welcome um so yeah so all that all all available through through, through transmissions from the void.com excellent well thanks for coming on man no worries man i'll come hopefully and come back and we can oh for sure we'll, we'll do this shred we'll, we'll star do wars this modern star wars i don't yeah. want to shred star I, I want star wars to be good again that's the thing like <laughs> the, i, I want to be anyway, the, films. the films we certainly can yeah. i could i yeah, could yeah. spend a lot of time slagging off the films but i hear yeah. good things about the series so i'm, I'm gonna Indeed, thinking mate. about you know maybe I'll, I'll dip my toe into into the mandalorian or something and give that a go cool but uh, thank you james and we'll uh we'll catch you again soon yeah Take care, man. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.